Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We are here to help you grow your business to get it to the level you want so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Tough enjoyment these days, Trinity. We're right in the middle, we think. We're mid-April-ish, coronavirus, COVID-19. Most of us have been home for probably at least three weeks by now, three and a half And we're starting to see some numbers on small business success, small business staying alive, just what the state of small businesses are. Yes, it is. is. I am really trying hard with our clients and our business associates to keep everybody in a positive frame of mind and not have them get too caught up in the fear mongering that can happen. Mm -hmm. But... Today's episode is about facing the brutal facts. And the brutal facts are, is that before this virus, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, hit, 80% of businesses failed by their fifth year. Now, what we're seeing is they are predicting that 21% of businesses are going to be out of business within the first 30 days, which we're creeping up on right now. We're about there, aren't we? We're about there, so we'll be able to see if that prediction comes true or not. And we're looking at nationwide a 50% closure rate. So only 50% of the businesses that are open right now actually coming back and um, being running at full speed. So that is going to be a huge hit for some people who are running businesses currently. And it's also going to be a big opportunity for other businesses. So in our next episode, we're actually going to be talking about what's going to come out of the coronavirus. So stay tuned for that. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a super fun conversation about what some people are doing creatively. And then the episode after that, we're going to talk about all the ways virtually that you can do it. But today we're going to discuss why small businesses fail and why they're the 20% that have made it long term, what set them apart? What was the great differentiator? Because those are the things that absolutely everyone should be doing now. Even with the stimulus money that is coming for small businesses, cover payroll, loans through There's the SBA. So, it's Yeah, when you look at that the the payroll protection plan or whatever the mm-hmm. heck it's called. It covers payroll, but you only have 25% of that money left to go towards most of your overhead, and most people's overhead is not in their employees. So that's why we're seeing a huge um, proportion of businesses that are vacating their office spaces, that are, you know, cutting off their internet, you know, switching everyone to working from home and trying to just... Um, this was a conversation that we had last week at the happy hour that we went to online. You know, we were all talking about what are we doing to shave off cost and stop bleeding money during this crisis. If you think about it, a lot of these companies are getting used to working from home and having less overhead. So I'm predicting from my putting my real estate real estate hat on that we are going to be seeing some really good deals popping up in the commercial real estate market in the next six to 24 months. Oh, yeah. What's the effect on residential 
real estate? So far in the triangle, we have seen a little bit of a downturn in the total number of buyers and sellers that are out in the marketplace compared to where we were last year. I am super, super fortunate that I work by referral. So um, during any time of crisis or historically when markets have shifted, um, there are going to be a lot of real estate agents that leave the business because they just don't have the momentum or their practice built up enough or the wherewithal to just stick it out and get out there and do the things that have to be done, that they're going to be out of the business. This goes back to an episode we had a, a while back, one of our first ones, but we talk about this a lot, is your sales pipeline. Mm-hmm. And now is the time where you needed that sales pipeline because that's going to dwindle in itself, right. but it will leave you something. The services that provide, the companies that provide services to these homes for sale, the carpet cleaners, the home inspectors, people like that. We're hearing that obviously their work is slowing. Yep. And we have a carpet cleaner that is now just doing empty houses Mm -hmm. because people don't want them to come in. Mm -hmm. And everybody needs to start looking at, all right, if I can only go into half the houses, what else can I do? What other service can I provide? Yep. And it could be air quality. Uh, it could be air duct cleaning. It could be, uh, you know, you can uh, steam the floors. Right. Along with the carpet. And so we're starting to see more and more of those scenarios coming up. And the creative ones, two things will get you through. One, creativity. It's like, oh, you know what? Let's take a look at that. And two is, can you bankroll yourself through this? Yeah. So why did 80% of businesses fail? And we're talking about businesses that are in their fifth year and beyond. Um, And what is really just baffling to me is some of the reasons that businesses fail is just their inability to hang on. With, you know, they just, they don't see that that five years or four years or whatever worth of work that they've put in, the momentum that they've been building, that they're just about to get over that hump and they stop just a little too soon. It's like when you're driving a car up a hill and if you break too close to the top, you're not going to make it over the top. That's when, when you're getting close to the top, that's when you have to hit the gas and really hump it to get over it. So giving up too soon I've seen it in real estate. I've seen it with some of my financial advisor clients. I've seen it um, in the SEO, internet, web world that you just have to make sure that you're working harder and smarter than your competition and that you don't give up too soon. So the application to today out of that is partnerships. And we saw that on our B in our BNI meeting. Business Networking International is our carpet we... cleaner and our new commercial cleaner are partnering up, mm-hmm. so they can help each other. If you're if you're the carpet cleaner and 100 percent of your business is a normal day, and now you're down to 40 percent because of what we're all going through with coronavirus and what businesses aren't doing, and what homeowners don't want you to do. Who can you partner with to grab another 15% of referrals from them that they hear about? So again, you got to be creative. You got to find partners because we're all going through this together. Mm-hmm. If there's a logical referral partner in your world, 
If you've never gone out, we've talked about networking before. <laughs> if you've never gone out and done it, now you have to go do it, whether you're comfortable doing it or not. Yes. And this topic, you know, talking about why businesses fail and why they succeed, it just is, there's no more time that this is so pertinent than right now. Um, I would say the number one reason, and I think you already mentioned this, this episode, that reason that businesses fail is they purely just run out of money. Mm-hmm. They, they just cannot keep the doors on, the lights on anymore. The doors open. Yeah. My goodness. I need an afternoon <laughs> snack. The it's door, snack time, The doors people. on and the lights open. Yeah. You still haven't eaten? We talked two hours ago. What do you mean you haven't I eaten? I did. Scott brought me lunch. Oh, Thank I did you, baby. see that. Yeah. yeah, Scott brought me lunch, but um, that was the only thing that I'd eaten so far today, so I'm still a little bit in a calorie deficit. Okay. And I didn't have as much coffee. There you go. So talking money, once this is over, if you can't start now, start when this is over, identifying how much money per week you can start putting aside. You mean we're recommending that people save money? What? If you never realize this could happen, this is sometimes we get, sometimes we need a two by four to the forehead. Mm-hmm. This is it for small business owners. If you can make it through this, and we hope you do, this is the reason to start 3%, 5%, 8%, put it aside somewhere you can't touch it for the next one of these. Yeah, because it's just like when I was training financial advisors and we would tell our clients, you need a six-month rainy day mm-hmm. fund because you never know when you might lose your job. Yep. Something could happen. You could get sick, whatever. But businesses often overlook this crucial element of their planning, which is that they also need a six-month cushion mm-hmm. because if something does happen that affects your industry, which we're all feeling right now, having that six-month cushion to be able to cover your utilities, your payroll, your rent, your mortgage, whatever it is, is what's going to differentiate some of the businesses that make it through versus the ones that have to close their doors. And our small businesses are our life. So if that business goes under, your life's changed. Because usually there's not a second second income. And if there is, it may not be as big as yours. But you have to take advantage of this. And one of the things that we do not recommend debt. However, if your books are clean and you're taking care of everything, you can go to your bank and just get a line of credit that does nothing but sit there. You don't ever have to touch it, but you know it's there. That's part of your six-month plan rainy day. How are the ways I can get through this next time? Because if we have read every election year, be it the presidential election or the off year, uh, something happens. 2018, 2016, we had SARS, we had all kinds of different things. It, I don't know if it keeps getting worse, but there's always something coming. You just never know. So six months probably would get, would get you through this. For those of you that are out there listening and saying, I have my six month stash, Kudos to you. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a big old pat on the back because you were doing what everyone else should have been doing while the getting was good. And it's too late to start now. It is. So, yeah. So I'd say the number one thing is that people run out of money right now. Uh, You know, there's just so many different opinions on what's happening with these government programs that are supposed to be the bridge to get us over this gap. I've been seeing some people saying, yeah, I applied for it. The money's already in my checking account or others that 
um, you know, like me, I haven't filed my taxes yet for last year, so I can't do anything. My hands are tied, which really stinks. <laughs> so my accountant's been calling me almost every day saying, all right, we need to get on this so we can apply for some of these programs. Fortunately, I'd saved enough money that it's not something that I had already planned my payroll based on having a slower season. So I do have that six month or so cushion built in. But once that's gone, if things don't pick back up, then it's going to be a different story. Your industry is slowed down, not stopped. So the good news is there's still something there. The bad news is where you would have sold a house in a month, it may take two and a half now. Nah, I sold a house last night and coming soon. I should have bragged for you, yes. <laughs> if three days is your average time on the market, that's going to change. It probably already has, right? No. Oh, no, really? No, I'm selling houses faster than ever because there's still buyers out there that have to buy and there's people that have to move. Even though the total number of buyers and sellers has diminished, the market is still just cranking right now, which is which is fantastic. I got four new buyer referrals last week. In the shell game locally, when I'm wanting to sell my house, but I can't buy that one because they're slow to find the house they want to sell the house to me that I want. Mm -hmm. Is that happening yet? So typically we're helping people find the house they're going to buy first, and then we put their house on the market because homes are moving so quickly. Okay. So the hardest part is making sure that we find that first house. Otherwise, they have to rent until they find their yeah. next next house. And that's a whole pain in the It is. But yeah. some people prefer that. And yeah. they, you know, um, I had a client who was living in a rental for quite a while. And she just was building a new house. And that's how she felt she wanted to, to do it. And, hey, who am I to, yeah. to judge anybody else? You're there for her. <laughs> that's the way she wanted to do that. Yes. So, Coach Mike, which, <laughs> sidebar right here, if only you could see Coach Mike with his new oh, bald yeah. head, he did I one of the it. funniest things ever, which he went on, were you on Facebook Live? No, we didn't no, do it live, I just posted it. He recorded it, he recorded a video of him and Becky shaving his head, and absolutely hilarious the comments that you got on that post were just they were but deserved, you know what yeah. your hairs are your hair must grow so fast it's it's eight days so here's how all this happened for years so i'm 58 i'll be 59 next month and for years i've wondered if my head was round you've got a really nice head for the day that i do lose my hair right and my wife said we're gonna be home for a month now's the time to shave it because it'll go back it will grow back before you have to go out again I thought, okay, what the heck? So Monday, the the last Monday in March, Monday night, we shaved my head. And I was very pleased to see how round it was. It's mm -hmm. a lot closer to a basketball than a church steeple. And that was my big concern. <laughs> so what Trinity's talking about, this is only eight days of growth. And if I could stop it right here, I'm good to go forever. Yeah, it looks really nice. I did, though. The first couple of days I sat in the house with no hair on my head. I could tell every time the AC or the heat kicked on. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like, because I can wake feels, up and go feels now. feels a little different when you're washing your head. It's done, yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah now I, instead of a, a dime size or a penny size, now it's used like the head of a pin. 
and wow. just yeah of a needle yeah and just do that and, and that's all but now Man, i can i can wake girl, up and go now yeah i'm just sitting here thinking i have so much hair and i just you do. like <laughs> all over the place all the time when when you posted that video i had this split second that was like ooh, i'm gonna just one up him and shave my head too <laughs> paid for and that. then and then i yeah. rethought things through that, and no. decided that that would be bad at least you decided to do that after Scott said I do and not before he said I yes, do. Yes, <laughs> no doubt. I, I just do not believe that I have a round head under here. I think it's probably Well, I didn't either, but you see lumpy. mine, yeah. Yeah, you've but, got a really good shaped you. head. This is what boredom does for people <laughs> of coronavirus. I'm sure not. I'm not the only one to shave their head. And others are letting their hair grow because there's no one to cut their hair because their hairstylist had to close. One of my friends, uh, Mike Bird, who runs mm -hmm. um, a really cool Facebook group called ATB, All the Best. There's a bunch of social groups, dating groups, reading groups, anything that you can think of that you would want to be a part in the triangle. He started this group. Well, he also posted a live video of himself going cue ball. And so I know that it's out there. People are getting a little stir crazy. It had been about six weeks since he'd had his haircut. And right now, you know, you can't go out and get your haircut. So what is what are the other options? I got an email. So this, we're probably about, by the time this comes out, so we take this about five days before. I got an email from Scott Bloomer with Color World Painting. He said, man, is your hair about a half inch now? And I got Becky to get the ruler. We measured it. It was an eighth of an inch. And I sent it back to him, said, it's an eighth of an inch. Are you thinking about shaving yours? And two days later, emailed me back. He goes, man, that's too short. I don't want to go that short. I said, it'll grow back. I said, where else are you going to go? Just shave your head, man. Oh, that's yep. so funny. So. Well, I think it looks good. Thanks. I do wish that my amazing husband, because he's going to listen to this, because he listens to every episode. Tell him to shave his head? No. No? I want him to shave his freaking beard. Oh, He's been, yeah. And I've noticed a huge uptick in all these people growing Corona beards mm -hmm. because yep. they're home. Oh, yeah. um, my accountant, I saw him on video conference today, growing a beard. My husband, growing a beard. And yeah, I Ryan's beard. That's absolutely yeah. just, it drives me crazy. One, because it's half white, half some other color. Yeah. And it grows in, and he's got a really thick, he's got a really good mustache. Like, he can grow a good mustache. But that's where it ends. And the whole thing kind of looks a little scraggly to me. And the whole mountain man look is just not my cup of tea. Tell him to shave the beard and, and tweak the mustache so it's like an 80s porn stash <laughs> for a week. See what that looks like, and then tweak that. Yeah, have some fun oh, with it. Oh, yeah. gosh. Well, or, no, sh uh, shave the beard on the side. Keep the goatee. Oh, Try yeah. Try that. Yeah. And then shave that. Play with the money. Yeah, he's not going yeah. anywhere for another three weeks at least. We hang out in our garage a lot because yeah. we have a little um, area set up out there because we don't have a screened-in back porch. Mm -hmm. And we feel like rednecks oh, because yeah. we're the only people in our neighborhood that hang out in our garage. So if he grew a gro grew a goatee or shaved it into a goatee, we would totally look like yeah, rednecks. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Anyways, back to yeah, the topic back, at hand. Back to reality. Yes. Yeah. The next reason why, why businesses fail that I have seen um, throughout all the history of coaching and working with small business owners and working with medium-sized businesses is you have to really evaluate your key employees. Mm. If you have an inadequate management team and staff, 
that can actually crush and kill your business. One, they're your most expensive payroll item that you have. So you really need to make sure that you're paying them for doing a good job and actually helping to grow your business or your revenue. Um, or I shouldn't even say revenue. They should be able to be growing your profits mm-hmm. and your revenue. Um, but having a, a piss poor team or keeping a hold of someone just because they've been with you for a long time. I mean, I've seen all sorts of reasons why people feel uncomfortable letting go of a key employee. And in today's world, the application of that is who you're keeping. If you got five, you can only keep two. Who are you keeping and why? Are they family? Are they your best producers? Are they your lowest paid? Why are you keeping them? And what's your long game for the two that you keep? Yeah. And as you're growing your business, eventually you as the business owner are not the person that is actually running the day-to-day operations. You have some sort of manager or person that you've hired um, maybe that's running your office and running your books and, you know, they're the point person, all that. And you need to make sure that you are not delegating to them through abdication Mm -hmm. because that's definitely something that I've seen happen over and over again is that somebody hires an office manager and before they know it, they find out that that office manager has been running all the invoices wrong or not billing people or not following up on billing. And then, you know, they have a bunch of outstanding collections and just all sorts of shit that they get themselves into. So, Making sure that you have a really strong second-in-command management team is vitally important. And the thing that really stinks right now is that people are so afraid to lay somebody off because of the state of the economy. Um, But now, if you do need to make those decisions, it's the time to make the hard choices Mm -hmm. and really look at who you have on your team. Yep. The next one, and you preach this from day one, are what processes do you have in place because it works in the good times and probably save your ass in the bad times. Amen. Amen. You have to have um, a really good infrastructure for your business. You also need to have one of my favorite things, which is a very good business plan because... No plan survives contact with the enemy. Your plan is constantly changing. You need to have a strong business plan because that's going to be the backbone of of what gets you through something like this crisis that that we're in today. Another thing that I have seen, you know, I've had clients that have come to me a little too late because they were afraid to seek help from other side, other experts. Mm-hmm. So for us, you know, I don't know if I would call myself an expert per se, but I have a lot of years of learning and training on business coaching, business training, um, working with small business owner, coaching, life coaching. So I would consider myself quasi-expert, getting getting up there in expert years, you know? And there is nothing to be ashamed of to reach out for help from somebody that, that you know that might know a little bit more or be able to help you to dig inside yourself and do those things that are a little hard. Yep. And in the application today of that is let's say you are a landscaper or a window washer. Let's do the carpet cleaner and the landscaper and you cover the south part of your town and you don't really go to the north part of your town because it's a long way there. So go find somebody in the north part of the town that doesn't want to come to the south part of town. So you're driving less 
Mm-hmm. So you're spending less on gas. Your time is more efficient and you're keeping the doors open. You need to plan for situations like that and just be smart about that. Go find somebody, go partner with somebody, go talk to somebody, find a way to keep the doors open. We've also seen um, businesses that don't pivot quickly enough um, with their marketing initiatives or they have poor or unsuccessful marketing initiatives. Marketing is just the tip of the iceberg. You need to have a strong marketing and a strong sales department. If either one of those are weak because they feed into each other, um, and then you need to have strong procurement. So let's just throw all three out there on the table. If you, if any one of those are weak, you're going to have a hard time staying in business long term. Hmm. You have to find out today what else your customers need you, so you can help them and you can build that loyalty you have with them and they have with you. You may not be in the top seven things you offer, but you can do it and they need it. So ask them, what else can we help you with? Yes. Amen again. All right. So let's talk about the 20% that do make it. Oh, Mike. But you know what? I want to help improve this number. One of my personal missions in life (laughs) is to help more small businesses make it over um, that five-year mark and beyond because I feel like we have enough opportunity available within our marketplace for more businesses to make it. If only sometimes failing in business is not necessarily a bad thing because you might fail. And then that thing that you learned from that business failure is the thing that actually helps your next business to Mm -hmm. succeed. As long as you have the wherewithal to pull yourself back up and get back into the game. To quote you, I bought one of those learning experiences years ago. (laughs) Yes, you did. I did. (laughs) And you know what? I'm still here today. You're still here. It can happen. I mean, it definitely took you out to the wash. (laughs) Yeah, I learned a bunch of red flags I went through, but but I'm here, so everything's good. But the 20% that make it, they have a lot of things in common. They have a really good business plan. They're very realistic about how much time and work it takes to be successful. Think about how much time and effort we put into our coaching business. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. Um, You have to be able to avoid burnout because it's very easy for small business owners because we have so many things on our plates to get burnout. And when you're struggling with these things, the smart business owners go and either find specialized training or they find an expert or they get a coach or they go find a a system that's going to help them. And I've just seen businesses that were kind of on the edge and it just takes a little tinkering (laughs) to just get them back on track. It doesn't take a whole lot. It might not be something you have to do forever, but it's just kind of a reboot to get you back on track. Yes. And I'd say, one of the things that we've just really seen, you know, I'm looking at our BNI group compared to other BNI groups around the triangle, and we get more visitors to our group. We're passing more referrals, and that's purely because we're outworking the other groups. And there is something to be said for working really hard and outworking your competition. We have added three new members in the last four weeks while this coronavirus was going on and people are starting to work at home. We've, because people have visited our chapter, they've seen the value and what better time to join a legitimate networking group than now, because our newest member, Edwin today, he was inducted 
And the only thing he got out of his induction was he's got 22 other salespeople now right. to help him grow his business. So that's what he got out of it. So are you looking ahead and are you looking at relationships and connections and are you planning properly? And do they have one of your favorite words? Passion. Oh gosh, you gotta, you gotta want to wake up in the morning and say, this is what I was born to do. And then you'll know that's the right business for you to own or operate. And you really need to know whether or not you might have a passion for something that you have no skill for. Hmm? And that's also a bad idea. You need to have the passion and the skill set to make it work. Would love to be a pro golfer. Not going to happen. But I do have a passion for helping people. But now you have the perfect haircut for it. I'm very, very aerodynamic. My walks are quicker (laughs) in the morning, I've found. Just cutting right through the wind. I'm breaking wind so fast on, in the mornings when I walk. Oh, uh, so many good jokes about breaking wind <laughs> yes, right now that are. just are passing through my mind. But so, let's talk about the planning real quick. Your family, it's you and your spouse and two kids. You got to plan for emergencies. If there's a fire, this. If there's a flood, this. If the alarm goes off, there's that. Do you have the same thing for your business? If something goes wrong, this. Yeah, I got an insurance guy. I got a flood guy. But when sales slow down, do you have a plan? Because you have a plan at home, if one of you loses your job or gets cut back to 50%, you probably have a little bit of an idea of what you're going to do. Do you have the same thing for your business? Chances are no. But we're learning this as we go. (laughs) What people have and what people don't have. Um, We are super excited to be here to help out our um, fellow small business owners and sales professionals. And even those of you that listen that are like, you know what? I'm not even in business for myself. I just love hearing Trinity and Mike's voices every week. <laughs> if you know anyone that is in a situation where they could use a good 30 minute chat with Mike or I, we are offering 30 minute free consultations to other small business owners to help just provide them with whatever, sounding board they need if they need ideas we can consult with them a little bit and we're doing that from now until the end of this Mm -hmm. virus and maybe even a little bit beyond because it's going to take a while for people to rebound yep we uh would welcome the opportunity to help you or anybody you know and we know we can help you we always have a couple of good ideas you just never know sometimes it just takes the right question or the right sounding board partners to do that we would love to help you And we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.